I guess we should do this thing, huh? Fuck yeah, let's do this. All right. gals and welcome back to another episode of tip to tip with lou and chris my name is lou and i'm with chris that's chris that's chris over there and uh we're doing it again we're back at it um today we're going to be talking about the time i worked at ken's world of video oh yes yes ken's world of video uh first we're going to do our occupational breakdown breakdown. (laughs) <laughs> all right so ken's world of video uh my position held there was associate when i first got hired and then i became a night clerk which they called assistant to the night manager <laughs> no is, they didn't <laughs> i swear to christ they did and it's very yeah it's very dwight Schrute. yes um because and the reason why well i'll get into that during the episode but yeah it was i i was the assistant to the night manager oh my god i uh i was making 575 at this job and the reason why i know the exact number is because i recently found a list of jobs that had my pay next to them so if i at the time i made the list if i remembered what i made i put it and then now here we are probably 15 years removed from that list so there's no way i would remember 575 but i saw it on that list so it must be true it's so funny yeah tucked Um, in a journal obviously right no it was actually on the computer it was on like a weird what i'm what i'm sure i did at some point was took a list that i had written down like in physical form and put it on like typed it up and then that got passed from computer to p- computer every time i like got a new computer i transferred all my hard drive shit over and i have a whole bunch of weird like old screenplay ideas and stuff like just i sometimes go through it randomly to see what's there and that's know, very you though yeah it's very me um how long was i employed at this job i was there for approximately eight months in my brain i feel like i was there a year but doing the math um I think it's probably closer to like eight or nine months. And that was the occupational breakdown. Occupational breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Ken's World of Video, are you familiar with it? Yeah. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, never been in there. Heard you and Dan talk about it. Um So you know it by reputation just through us? Yeah. If we had never mentioned it to you, would you know that it existed? No. Okay. So Ken's World of Video was kind of a step between like a small mom and pop store and a chain. Um, they had, I don't know, maybe like a half dozen in the northwest and west suburbs. So I know there was like in my brain, I remember the Palatine one, which is the one I worked at. There was one in Bensonville. There was one in... Yeah, there was like three or four more that I don't remember where they were. I'm like See, thinking, I'm like, that I didn't Aurora? know. Though. I actually only thought there was only uh, one of them. Oh, you thought there was just the one? No, yeah. it uh, it was a chain. It was just a very small chain, and they were all owned by the same people. Um, which I I don't think I ever met the owners, or if I did, I didn't realize I was meeting them. Um, the guy that was the manager of my location was this guy named bill and he had long hair and he was probably in his like mid 40s but when i was 19 he seemed like ancient to me yeah he did (laughs) (laughs) kind of looked like an old he kind of looked like an like an aging biker you know he had like facial hair and like a ponytail and everything um but yeah it was after after i moved out of my house that I grew up in or I went to high school living with my stepmom and stuff I moved in with my girlfriend at the time and her mom and then after a couple of months sleeping on their couch in the living room we got an apartment so I could have my own room so me and Jacqueline my girlfriend at the time each had our own bedroom and then her mom had a room and then Ken's World of Video was 
essentially right. It was essentially like if we walked from the apartment out of the complex to the main road, that's where Ken's World of Video was, right there on the main road. It was right so off was of maybe, Rand Road, am I correct? Yeah, it was Rand almost to Dundee in okay. that vicinity. Um, yeah, I mean, it was there's a bunch of strip malls and shit in that area. And it's funny because it wasn't a good neighborhood, really. Sort of right behind Palatine High School, there was like the reason why we lived there is the apartments had you know those apartments that have the option of like low income or people that have you know they they essentially get like a rebate or a discount. I almost, think that's what, almost like Section Eight kind of. Yeah, like a step above that maybe. Um, I think that's what was going on with these apartments, and then there was some apartments next to them that were even like shittier mm. and actually that's where when i was walking home from mcdonald's late at night and i ran away from the carload of dudes that that stopped to i s- presume with my ass it was in the neighborhood next to that neighborhood that that's what you walking. get for being an og yeah yeah my <laughs> my uh enduring love of oj almost got <laughs> me beat up <laughs> that's a joke i don't love oj he's a murderer and actually, anyway i have to ask you really quick um, ask so you have an apartment with your girlfriend and your girlfriend's mom. You each have separate rooms. Mm-hmm. We need to do a quick breakdown on how that worked and what was okay and what wasn't okay. I mean, above board, nothing was okay. Yeah. So, you know, we would hang out. And I mean, my girlfriend was still going to high school at the time. And then I was working and kind of coming and going as I pleased her mom had a job so she was gone during the day and um it was it was pretty loose it was more loose than you would think um but we weren't allowed to sleep in each other's room we definitely weren't allowed to just you know fuck like it, it that all had to be sort of below deck right um you know we took a lot of advantage of when her mom wasn't home and then at a certain point we stopped being as um the word I'm looking for respectful <laughs> not respectful <laughs> but we stopped being as uh I can't think of the word I'm blanking on it right now but it's the opposite of like outgoing and pushing the boundaries conservative yeah we we just we stopped worrying about it as much and there sort of became an it, I realized that her mom was willing to sort of close her bedroom door and not hear things yeah so it's like if we didn't throw it in her face she wouldn't make a big deal out of it right but at the end of the night, you know, Jacqueline would have to go back to her room and go to bed. It was a little weird. It took some getting used to, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, there was definitely some some interesting moments there that we don't need to talk about right right now. But yeah, it was it made for some some wacky shenanigans. Gotcha. But yeah, it was definitely not a hundred smooth, hundred percent smooth sailing, and there was certainly at least one point where her mom told me I was going to have to leave or told Jacqueline to tell me that I was going to have to leave by the end of the month. Oh no. Yeah. And then changed her mind, you know, as, as that end of the month got closer. As rent came closer. Maybe. I don't know. I think it was more just feeling bad for me because, you know, I'd be on the fucking street. Fuck. Um, but yeah, so Ken's world of video, I got hired as just a regular kind of part-time associate renting to customers setting up new accounts cleaning and like general bottom of the rung type shit and i don't really have a lot of strong memories from when i was um when i was a regular clerk like i i remember there was a girl that worked there now at this point i was in kind of the early stages of the open relationship we were kind of trying things out and so I I had the feelers out a little bit and I remember this girl I was really attracted to her but she was kind of I don't want to say she was trashy but she was like a little trashy. <laughs> she was a so she was a stripper was her other job. She worked part-time at Ken's as a clerk like me and then her other job was stripping at like a very seedy strip club on the west in the west suburbs somewhere. I never went there but I heard about it and it was definitely like a biker bar. It was one of like those Bill Al- Big Al's Titty Shack or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I she was a a stripper and then she worked at, at Ken's with me and 
there was definitely like a, a good amount of flirtation, but I never could pull the trigger. And my memory is that I just couldn't get over the fact that she was like a smoker and a drinker and a drugger. And even though I was like attracted to her and we had fun kind of hanging out at work and stuff, I just, but the reality of it is that it probably was more like self-loathing inability to make the move kind of stuff, you know? Um, You know me pretty well. You've known me for a long time and I know you, in a general sense, you know that I'm fairly confident with women, but you also have seen the the other side of it enough times. I'm sh- I'm sure to know that the a lot of it is fake it till you make it, and then sometimes I can't fake it hard enough, you know. And I have these small moments where I'm not faking it, and I really am that confident. But it, it also it takes goes, a minute to get there, though, too. Yeah, and it just it goes back and forth for me, and you know it's funny because this thinking about this this girl at a Ken's makes me think of like two other I have these really strong memories of moments where I absolutely just bitched out you know like I like I just and one of them I don't know if you know you were around for it but I don't know if you remember it but the smile on your face makes me think you do (laughs) and if, if I say pep boys do you know what I'm talking about or no it's okay if you don't it's actually better I think I do (laughs) well so one of my strongest like me not pulling the trigger moments i can think of is actually before this one i'm going to tell you the pep boys one in a minute but um did you ever go to omega with me and dan the one by golf mill yeah we may have gone there once before but i've been there there have you okay that was one of our because it was a 24-hour place yeah we used to go there like after work it was one of those like two in the morning let's go get pancakes kind of spots so we'd go there pretty regularly a couple times a week during certain periods of my life and i have this memory of we're all sitting in a booth and like two booths down there's a group of girls and one of them is kind of turned facing towards me and the whole dinner we're just making eyes at each other and i remember i can remember her you know and she was like She's blonde, cute, kind of chubby, definitely up my alley in all those ways. Yeah. And the whole time I'm like, I need to go talk to that girl. Like this girl is, is vibing me pretty significantly. There's no denying it. There's no risk here. I know she's looking at me. I've, I've we're playing this game, and I just psyched myself out so bad I couldn't stop thinking about what a like piece of shit I am and. Like, I have a lisp, and there's a gap between my front teeth, and I have freckles, and all the shit that, you know, from being a fucking little unpopular kid, I couldn't do it. I spent that whole fucking dinner essentially going through the, like, what a what a piece of shit I am. Oh, fuck that. And I didn't talk to her, and I fucking still remember her. And then the other one, and this one's funnier because um, it still sort of comes up. There was a Pep Boys I took the car to to get, like, brakes or something done. And there was a girl working at the Pep Boys named Crystal who was, like, a solid 10. Now, the audience doesn't know this about me, but what I consider a solid 10 is not what probably you consider (laughs) a solid 10. I don't really care too much about, like, models or any of that shit. Like, they're they're fine. They're good-looking. I understand the appeal, but... There's, like, something else that catches my eye, you know? And this this girl had it, and I was just like, man. And it was kind of in the early days of me and my wife talking about, you know, being a little more open, um, not at all to the degree, degree that this other older relationship I was in was. But, and I essentially was, like, t- telling her about this girl that, you know, she was kind of vibing me. And it became, it's this running joke where I tell... Tammy like oh I think she's vibing me (laughs) and out of all the times I've said that she's seen maybe like zero (laughs) she's like no she wasn't she was just being polite you know that kind of thing and then there's this one specific time where she was like did you notice how that girl was vibing you and I totally didn't even notice (laughs) like god damn it but uh yeah this girl at pep boys was just vibing me and so I told her about I told Tammy about her I'm like yeah she's checking me out and I I kind of want to like see if she wants to hang out like you know maybe like we can go see a movie with her kind of a thing you know that kind of thing (laughs) and tammy i i think it was probably 75 percent 
being cool and 25% calling my bluff, like wanting to see me fucking slip around on the ice. She's like, yeah, go for it. You got my approval. Knock, knock yourself out, buddy. And so I was like, all right. I like, I, I was like, you know, cracking the fucking knuckles, ready to go. I went back in to get the car all ready to, you know, see, see where me and me and Crystal were going to take this, you know, further this relationship. And God damn, if I didn't just act perfectly polite and smile and say thank you so much for helping me out with the car and walk the fuck out there with my tail between my legs. And ever since then, it's become like a point of huge embarrassment for me. And anytime I pass a Pep Boys, I fucking shake my fist at Manny, Mo and Jack, you know, motherfuckers. Exactly. Yeah, it's like an ongoing joke that I, I couldn't have been more of a bitch in that moment. Was she vibing yeah, you at that moment too? Not as heavily as the first time, but I don't think that's why I didn't pull the trigger. That's a weird term, pull the trigger, right? No, like I get it, but in that in that context, it's kind of gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. It's one of those like chauvinistic kind of things that we just let slide by because it, it gets the point across, right? I've been trying to find another way to refer to myself as a pussy, you know, but not because I think there's anything wrong with, you know, it's not pussy bad and therefore pussies are bad. Yeah. It's more like pussies are soft and moist and forgiving. And then that's how you are acting emotionally in those moments. A lover. Be the lover, not the fighter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But... At the same time, there there may be a better word to describe it. I just don't like the word wimp. I think well, that's not a is, good word either. It's not. No. Well, but it, it's not offending anybody though, is it? The word wimp. No. I mean, that's the game we're playing, right? How can we offend the least amount of people? Yeah. So obviously, if you use the word pussy, you're going to offend fifty percent of the people on Earth potentially. Wimp. I don't think anybody self-identifies as a wimp. <laughs> Bitch is even kind of excusable because. Really, you get down to brass tacks. You're talking about a female dog, and even it doesn't even make any sense. The the you know how, why was I bitching out? But I'm I'm sorry. There's not really a better word to describe what happened. <laughs> I, I think we can leave it where it is. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that this 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 girl at Ken's was more of me bitching out and being a pussy than than, than it was. <laughs> Than it was that I didn't want to get involved with somebody who smoked and drank and blah, blah, blah. Did you stand um, behind that as your excuse? Um, nah, I mean, it did matter to me. I was pretty straight edge at the time. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't like being around any of that stuff. Hated the smell of cigarettes. But fast forward, you know, maybe a year from now, and we'll be talking about uh, getting involved with in a relationship with a girl who smoked cigarettes casually and it was more a matter of like how much do i like you versus how much do i not like sure so this the it didn't even out with the the girl at ken's and if it had if she had been so cool that i was like "Eh, smoking's not that big a deal maybe i would have but i don't know we'll never know for sure until you get that time machine running um after a few months of clerking and it might have even been like a month it, it probably wasn't that long but um they the position opened so i mentioned it was 24 hours obviously because i talked about the assistant to the night manager yeah so it's a 24 hour spot and the way it worked is one guy worked well so there was essentially every night there was two employees one manager and one clerk so that one clerk was the assistant to the night manager if you feel me and <laughs> so the way they right broke now. huh i'm vibing you right now yeah 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 so the way they they broke it down was like Friday and Saturday was one clerk and then Sunday through Thursday was another clerk. And so the position opened for the full-time night clerk and I put my hat in the ring and quickly they agreed and I became the assistant to the night manager for that full-time shift. And the night manager's shifts didn't they weren't even like that. So essentially I worked two days with one guy and three days with another guy. So I had two managers because they their shifts were sort of staggered from ours. Don't know why they did that. Maybe it was on purpose or maybe it was just based on availability of who they wanted in the position. Hmm. 
I don't know. But, uh, so yeah, I worked with two different dudes. Um, my position was, and I remember there was like a little pay bump, but I think it was mostly just cause you're working overnights. So I probably went from like 525 to 575, something like that, you know? Um, but yeah, I think I worked Sunday through Thursday, I think was my shift. So I was like, okay, well I still have Friday nights and Saturday nights to get funky. So I think that's, if my memory serves correct, and I didn't look that deep. So I mentioned to you, I pulled out my old journals. And first of all, my handwriting sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. And secondly, it's all, you know, pencil from 25 years ago. So it's like not super clear. Right. And my eyes are shit. I need glasses for sure right now. So it's going to be a challenge for me to really dig into those. But I did flip through, sort of get some dates and figure some things out. So I didn't go as far as to figure out what nights I worked. But I'm pretty sure it was like Thursday through Sunday. Or sorry, Sunday through Thursday. Yeah. Um, and it was like 11 to 7, something like that. 11 p.m. Or maybe, or maybe it was 10.30 to 6.30, but it was in that vicinity. Um, so yeah, there, there was... I remember I had two managers. One guy, this guy Dave, was like short, had long hair. He drove a Mustang. He was into like Iron Maiden and shit like that. <laughs> and then the other guy, Scott, he was... He was what Vince Vaughn was in Swingers. Very, very similar. That kind of a vibe. Yeah. If you took that guy and put him in the Midwest, you know? Yeah. He had, like, just that whole tall, kind of charming, good-looking, but 90% of his good-lookingness was based on confidence, you know? Wasn't necessarily good-looking, but he was good-looking because he seemed confident. And, yeah, I remember my girlfriend at the time thought he was uh, a real... Tall drink of water. Real smoke show. So <laughs> he was a handsome gentleman, and he was like twenty five. <laughs> I was like nineteen, so he seemed he was older, but in that cool older. He wasn't like old. Yeah, he was like an adult, but he was a. We had fun. I actually had fun working with both of those guys. I ended up getting along pretty well with with both of them. Um, something kind of funny that I I actually forgot about this until the other day, and I was I was kind of thinking about Ken's a little in preparation for this episode and the guy that worked the other night shift he uh, he went to high school with Dan so Dan knew him and he used to come in on his days off because he was just on that schedule so he'd be up at two in the morning or whatever <laughs> so he'd just come into the store and like hang out for two hours and talk and watch movies with us and stuff <laughs> He was a really, he was a really nice guy, very funny. Uh, but I remember him telling me this story, and it stuck with me to this day. It's one of the most like bizarre tales that I remember. Thing like, holy shit! But he told me that on his twenty-first birthday, he went out and got drunk with his friends, and he was a virgin at this point. He went out and got drunk with his friends, got blackout drunk, woke up the next morning in a strange bedroom, and like didn't know where he was. Didn't know who the girl next to him was. Uh, didn't know how he got there. Didn't He was just, like, completely perplexed. He essentially got up and snuck out the window of this bedroom, and it was a house in a neighborhood he didn't know, and he had to, like, walk back to the pizza hut he worked at <laughs> to, get, to, to find his car, you know, one of those kind of things. Yeah. And he ended up getting, like, the clap from, <laughs> from oh. his... He lost his virginity during a blackout session and got the clap. <laughs> and I remember thinking like that's that's the worst of everything and you know at the time I was big into fucking and big into not drinking so I was like wow that's really just the worst case scenario in every side <laughs> god I remember thinking that was such a crazy story and I don't who knows if it's true or if, the de- or if I'm remembering the details right but I remember being very like what the fuck that's a yeah story, that dude was dude. a trip see it was a very nice guy <laughs> made me laugh a lot <laughs> And he's one of those guys who tell you a story like that because he knew it was funny. Yeah. He, honestly, I probably share a lot with him in that way. Willing to, like, embarrass myself for the sake of amusing someone else. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, decent, decent dude. So, here's where we get to the real meat and potatoes of this. Because <laughs> Ken's World of Video, while it was a regular video store, was more known for its porn room, right? 
It was, like I said, it was 24 hours. Guess why? <laughs> <laughs> Guess where they made most of their money. Oh, my God. Um, it had a, a nice, healthy adult room in the back. I don't know why, but you had to be 21 to rent porn there. Huh. It wasn't, you know, like, I could go buy a Hustler at 18. In fact, I remember turning 18 and going to a gas station and buying a copy of Barely Legal. Just yeah. I was like, that was like my version of going to the bar on my 21st birthday. I remember being very excited. I could now legally buy porn. I didn't have to, you know, pull a fast one to get my hands on it. And again, this is pre-internet, so now that's a, it does not even a thing now. It's not a rite of passage now. But yeah, then it was a pretty big deal. And but even though I was 19, because I was an employee, I was allowed to rent porn there, and I had been renting porn since day two or three and it was funny because it'd start out like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna get a copy of point break a copy of forrest gump and then this porno that hopefully they won't make a big deal about when i check out you know (laughs) and then slowly it went from that to like oh i can check out videos for myself you guys trust me that much now instead it's three or four porno movies (laughs) going home with me every couple of days (laughs) i watched a lot of porn during that period of time But when I started working the overnights, I started to, um, you know, we kind of, as you worked there, you'd start to get your section. So a normal person would be like, I'm into comedy. And they'd sort of take control of the comedy section. And that'd be their area to kind of clean and organize. And, you know, notice if something's missing or maybe suggest a title to the guy that buys the, the videos. Porn room became my room. And... I know that sounds kind of gross. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I'm and how serious, old were you? Man. 18, 19? 19. I was 19. Okay. 19, had to be 21 to rent there, but the 19-year-old was running that room. And it got to the point where I knew the product well enough that I was suggesting things to the buyer. Like, hey, man, you're, you know, you're missing the new Seymour Butts movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, how come you don't have more of this Buttman series? Like, you need more John Stalliano up in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're and he would listen to me. He's material. like, well... He's like, well, find out who the distributor is. I'm like, okay, I'm going to find out. Okay, Odyssey Video does distribution for these this director and for this series. Okay. Getting the contact information, like trying to get the right porn in the porn room. Yeah, it was bizarre. It's really um, funny, dude. But it certainly contributed to how my open relationship progressed because, you know, when I was younger... Right when I started watching, when I started thinking about girls and like wanting to, you know, I wonder what it'd be like to, you know, touch a booby, <laughs> that kind of stuff. It feels like a bag of sand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like for you when you realized it felt like a bag of sand? <laughs> it'd be awesome if you hadn't touched a booby yet. <laughs> like, how'd you get married without touching a booby? Um, no, I I remember thinking. Like, you know, I watched some porn when I was in high school. Like, you'd get the shitty, like, you know, 15 times copied VHS video off a friend. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I remember thinking, like, threesomes weren't an option. That's, like, superhero shit. That's right. not for normal people, right? And then when I got to this point in my life and I was starting to experience a little more and get in situations where there were options, and then that, and then watching, these videos where like all bets were off i was like you know there's nothing stopping me from doing that (laughs) you know like the idea of that in my life suddenly was not superhero shit i'm like i'm a regular dude out in the world i could do that right so i I, maybe for the best maybe for the worst the jury's still out on whether or not i've completely torpedoed my life because of those activities but nonetheless this period of time definitely highly impacted my view of all that kind of stuff so thanks kens (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if there was actually a ken there had to be right i i mean why would you name it kens otherwise maybe the owner was ken i like i said i don't think i ever met him i don't know that's one for the internet i'm too lazy to do that so what kind of you're working like 11 to 7 or 10 30 to 6 30 what kind of people are coming in and how many? Like, what's the quantity of people? Um, like, in the average night, it'd probably be about, I don't know, 40 people over the course of the night. And usually it was, like, one dude at a time. Yeah. Occasionally a couple would come in. 
90% of the people that came in watched porn, went to the porno room. And then every once in a while, there'd be like a group of three teenagers or, you know, like late teens would come in and rent videos and, you know, they'd be loud and walking around the store laughing and having fun. But it was like 90% single dudes going straight to the adult room. Yeah. So sometimes the store would be completely empty and it was a pretty big store. It was like bigger than most of the blockbusters that I'd been in. Oh, wow. Like it was a pretty healthy sized store. And there were times where it was completely empty and then you'd walk to the the adult room, like, you know, around the corner into the back and the adult room was of course much, much smaller and it was packed. There was like six people in there. <laughs> it was very fucking strange. Um, but like I said, that's, that's why they're open 24 hours. They're making money there. Yeah. Apparently. But, uh, yeah, it was, it's kind of funny. There was like an evolution to the night shift there. So when I started working there, there was sort of a routine that they expected of us at night. So we were supposed to clean like one section per night. And there was like things we had to do. We had to sweep and vacuum and mop. And, you know, we did that for the most part, but we got to the point where we could kind of do all the cleaning stuff in the, like within 45 minutes between like 11 and midnight and then from midnight until six we just fuck around and the the better looking manager the, the vince vaughn manager used to sleep like 50 percent of the time so we'd fin- i'd kind of finish what i had to do and he'd sort of finish his like nighttime auditing paperwork he had to do and then he'd just fucking sleep in the office and the office wasn't its own room it was like up these stairs kind of above like a crow's nest sort of thing into the side but it was open, so you know you could see him sitting up there at the desk. But then he he'd lay on the floor and just fucking sleep. <laughs> he'd go to sleep, sleep for like four or five hours, and then I'd wake <laughs> him up before the morning crew started to come in. You know, that was a pretty normal routine. I used to watch you know whatever movies I wanted to watch. So of course, lots of Weekend at Bernie's and Commando and you know shit like that. And I used to drive the littler guy, the the. Uh, manager that had the Mustang and the long hair, Dave. Yeah. I used to put on like the Baywatch movie, the made for TV movie they made for, Bay- for Baywatch. I used to put that on like once a week, sometimes more than once in a night. <laughs> you're like, fuck off with that Baywatch. I'm like, let me pick something else then. And he's like, I don't, know, I don't feel like it. And the Baywatch it is. <laughs> <laughs> he's the like watch. I remember, do you ever, you ever see Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone arm wrestling movie? Oh, actually, I fucking haven't. Oh, I used to make him watch that all the time. So that's a good one but if you haven't seen it i won't i won't spoil it for you (laughs) (laughs) spoiler alert he wins (laughs) um yeah yeah that that movie sucks but it's awesome in this kind of a context but then i got the the genius idea of i'm like you know if 90 percent of the people coming in here are watching porn why can't i watch porn and next thing I knew, I'm watching porn. I had to, like, slowly soften up the fucking managers to it. It was one of those things where, like, one time the guy was napping and I just put porn on. And then when he woke up, there was porn playing. And he's like, how long have you been watching this? I'm like, I don't know, like two hours. <laughs> he's like, has anybody said anything? I'm like, no, everybody coming in here is renting porn. So it got to the point where, like, as someone was walking in, I'd pause it. And I'd be like, normal or adult? As they walked in, and they'd be like, adult. And half the time we knew him. We got to know him, you know, but... Like, if I didn't know them, regular or adult? Uh, regular, okay, and I'd turn the porn off. Regular or adult? Adult, let the porn play. <laughs> like, certainly against protocol. Right. Certainly a fireable offense. But it got to the point where... So the, the Palatine store was a training store for the rest of the Ken's World of Videos. So they used to send new managers, stuff like that, to our oh, store to train. No. And I remember, <laughs> I remember the new night manager of the Bensonville location got sent to our store to train for a week, and yeah, uh, we were watching watching porn and eating nachos and fucking off the whole time. And I remember the last day, and he was like a nice, funny guy. He was kind of like a, like, like you know, he was a a jabroni. You <laughs> know, he's kind of a, <laughs> one of those. But I remember. The last night, I made it like very clear to him, like, listen, don't come out of the gate throwing this on over there, because you, you got to get to know your clerk. If you walk in there and put porn on the fucking screen and are, are eating nachos, you might be working with a clerk that thinks they should have gotten promoted, and they're <laughs> going to turn you in, bro. So you got to kind of take it easy. What we do over here, it's, it's special. <laughs> <laughs> it means something. And he... Uh, 
He lasted exactly one night. <laughs> oh no! They fucking the clerk turned him in. He fucking put porn on, oh. and was eat and was eating nachos, and the clerk turned him in. It was probably the fired. nachos that did him in. The thing that's funny is he didn't tell. That's that guy was cool because he didn't say like, "Well, they fucking trained me." over there on that like he didn't say anything we didn't nobody came and I remember the other managers were so worried that it was gonna blow back on us well you gotta be such a fucking dunce to go to your store and start doing shit like that maybe he just thought he had a vibe with that clerk you know maybe he just misread really dramatically but I remember I remember feeling bad because he came back that's how that's how it was he came back to our store and told us he's like dude they fucking fired me oh. like what happened he's like I sh- the the guy told on me i'm like well he's like i don't know I was like, all right <laughs> sorry <laughs> he's like that's ah, not your fault <laughs> I was like, all right that kind of is but i guess it's not yeah but we used to i mean god damn like, it was kind of a free-for-all like for, my friends would come hang out for hours at a time Dan would come hang out like just they'd be like I remember there'd be nights where Dan would come hang out for like three hours and he'd leave and then like you know Aaron and Shane would come in or Clay would come in like and they'd fucking just chill and we'd we'd rollerblade in the parking lot like we'd just fucking (laughs) skate out there so it was you know it was one of those kind of jobs so that's why I lasted there as long as I did I think um so what happened yeah what happened how did it end (laughs) um well so I was going to night school. As I, I mentioned before that I dropped out of high school, right? And I can't remember if I said it or not, but I dropped out with the intention of going to night school to finish quicker. You know, I had like basically half a year to do and I wanted to finish it. And so I didn't end up going that year because of my home situation. But then I re-enrolled in night school this like in December or whatever I started. So basically January through June of this year, I was going to night school um, I think it was four days a week and then I'd work so I essentially I'd go to school from like I don't know four four or five until like nine or nine thirty and then I'd come home and I'd eat and then I'd go to work and I'd work until seven in the morning and I'd come home and I'd sleep like occasionally I was very I couldn't fall asleep easily especially during the day so I would stay up for like a whole like a one one whole cycle I'd stay up and yeah. then by the time I finished work the second night, I was so fucking torpedoed that I'd fall asleep and I'd sleep until school and I'd wake back up and go to school. So it sort of got to be like a shitty cycle like that. And I remember my night school was nowhere close to where I lived or worked. It was really inconvenient. And this one night I was supposed to get a ride home and it didn't come and I was supposed to be at work. And I was like, okay, well, I have, I just got to fucking walk home. Like, it's going to be, you know, probably about three hours to get home. So I started walking. And I remember that night, for some reason, I remember, like, stopping at Photos. Do you ever go to Photos, hot dog place? Yep. There, was, there was a Photos over kind of by my night school. I went there and got some dinner. Did you go to Forest like, View? Hmm? Forest View? I don't remember what road it was on. It might have been, like, McHenry or something like that. If you went south, so you know where you live? Geography the podcast. Welcome back. <laughs> so you know where you, you know where we lived in in Wheeling. Yeah. If you took if you just took Milwaukee south for a while, the night school that I went to was like if you kept going down there until it was like getting to be McHenry Road area. Um, yeah, it was pretty far south down there. So I don't know if you would have been there, and I don't know if it's it was still there later. You know, I mean, okay. you would have been what nine at this point <laughs> so it might have been gone by the time you were old enough to be eating there so okay. the photos that i remember going to photos in palatine too but this one was this predated that experience anyway neither here nor there i walked yeah. home and during the walk it started like torrential rain oh. and i didn't have a jacket because i just you know there, again there was no internet so if you didn't watch the news you didn't know what the weather was gonna be um so i got fucking just rained on like crazy and it was it wasn't like freezing cold out but it was kind of cold and I got wet I walked in the rain for two and a half hours just the whole time pouring on me and I got home and immediately called work and said I'm not coming in and went to bed and I woke up the next day I had strep throat 
and I had to fucking get that dealt with. So I remember calling out sick for like three days, and then I just decided I didn't. You know what? There was a night where the friends all came in and hung out for a while, and they're like, all right, well, we're going to go now. And then I was like, okay, bye. And they left, and I was like, bye. Like, out the window, you know? <laughs> Don't like, go. It, yeah, it was like one of those where it really hurt. Like, normally it wasn't that bad, but it really hurt this one time. And I was like, I don't want to be here at night anymore. These overnights suck. Like, this, these these overnights are not... They're, it's for the birds, man. And that was it. So, I, I actually put my two weeks notice in at that job. Um, I put my two weeks notice in, and then the guy they hired to replace me, he was, like, training with me. And then he got, like, up to speed pretty quick. And I'm like, they don't really fucking need me to work these two weeks. And so, essentially, I passed the torch to him. And I think I just called out of my last three or four days. I was like, he's got it. He's there. You don't need me anymore. Save you the payroll. But really, I was like, fuck off. I don't want to do this anymore. I've had it. (laughs) I'm done. Um, And, yeah, that's how it ended. And uh, I also had another job kind of lined up, which we'll talk about in a second briefly. Well, but where does this land on the PP scale? The PP scale, the PP <laughs> meter, the PP. Do you like PP meter or PP scale? PP scale for sure. PP scale. Okay, yeah. PP scale. <laughs> um, on the PP scale, one to ten, one means I'd rather drink pee. Ten means I do that shit for free. Ooh, that rhymed. Ooh, I like that. Was that was saucy. Ooh, I'm um, vibing you hard right now. <laughs> I, I know. Listen to me. I'm gonna take my shirt off. <laughs> So, uh, I think this would be a seven. I think it's a seven. If Ridge, Ridge was an eight, which was the highest thus far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was a seven. I wouldn't, I didn't like it as much as Ridge, but it was really just the overnights that killed me. The problem is the overnights is what gave me the freedom to, to just let my dick hang out. And I could like, if I had stayed working days, the job would have sucked way worse. Right. I have this fucked up this just this just popped into my head before I was doing nights I have this memory of I was at the customer I was at the register and there was like people in line not that many I was ringing up these people and there was a guy and two girls like the next in line and they were like not standing right there but they were next in line and while I was ringing up the person I was ringing up I could hear the guy mocking my lisp to the girls he was with ooh like kind of like you know talking with a like drum you know I, I have a bit of a lisp i don't know how much it comes through in the podcast um it's it's more a thing when you see my mouth than when you hear it like i don't have a classic like kind of gay like super flamboyant gay lispy kind of the cla- that that sort of stereotype thing i don't have but i do have a bit of a, a lisp and I've had people fucking make fun of it. I've it's it's been a thing in my past, certainly when I was a kid, and there has been moments where I, you know, I got into fucking scrumishes because of it. Um, and I remember, I remember being like, oh, I kind of want to kick this guy's ass, <laughs> yeah. Just, like teach him a fucking lesson, because I am pretty sure I could have. This is before everybody was a fucking blue belt in jujitsu, <laughs> right? So. I was like, I could probably take this guy outside and kick his ass and embarrass him in front of these girls, and I'd fucking be lisping the whole way through. But I remember thinking, like, what's the point of that? You know, like, fuck this guy. It's not it's not worth the effort. Mm. And it was, like, a real big deal for me to make that choice but not make it out of fear. Like, I, you know, I, I you don't know me when I was younger, but I was kind of a hothead, and I was kind of a fuckhead, and I kind of got easily riled up and yeah like I started I remember around the time I was working at this place to start I started having um I was getting into Rollins you know we've talked a bit about that but I got super into Henry Rollins which whether or not that that ages well (laughs) I don't you know whatever but at 19 reading Rollins you know and he's sort of like a macho tough guy but he's like a macho tough guy that when he's alone in his room he's honest and he knows it's all bullshit and I remember thinking like I can be better than I am I don't have to make a big deal out of every fucking thing and I don't have to make a strong statement about every opinion I have and I remember calling people and apologizing to them for being shitty to them like people I was shitty to in high school 
I remember I called people like out of the blue, like, Hey, we haven't talked in a while. I've been having this kind of, it was almost like AA, you know, like making amends. That's cool but it was, though. Owning it was weird. Behavior, I, that's fucking cool. Yeah. And I don't know where, I mean, like I said, I think it was a combination of getting a little older, reading the right things at the right time. I don't know, maybe brain chemical stuff. I don't know. But I remember I had sort of an awakening and that I remember that being a thing. I remember that guy making fun of my lisp and me being like, I, a year ago, I would have been like, let's, let's take a walk outside, bud. Like, you know, but I don't know. I was just like, I don't care that much, whatever. And I rang them up and was friendly and they acted completely normal to me. They didn't, you know, the guy wasn't doing it to my face. And then that would they left. a little different, I think. I, yeah, I think I probably would have. I mean, maybe, you know, it, it's funny because I had a an incident and again, this will this is going to be a bit of a spoiler, but uh, a couple years ago, I worked as a, a manager of a souvenir shop, and I had a moment where a guy wanted to return a like a fucking phone charger or something, and he didn't have a receipt, and I was like pretty sure he stole it, but it, whatever. I'm like, eh, I'm not I'm not going to give you cash for it, but I'll, you can trade it for something else, or you can get a new one if you want, because everything in that fucking store costs the same, and it was all garbage anyway. Yeah. And he got he like got upset and wanted cash he probably wanted to buy drugs or something with it he wasn't like a homeless person but he was probably like a street person um like he probably slept on people's couches and was a, a week or two away from being a homeless person and you know it was like had tattoo on his face and he had fucked up hair and he was kind of skinny and you know tweaky yeah and i don't we it like went from zero to 60 real fast like like i was being f- polite to him and then all of a sudden he got like upset with me and I was like listen man like I'm not going to give you cash for this there's no chance of that and at this point I don't really want to even trade it out for something so have a great rest of your day and he's like fuck you and your cocksucker lisp and I was like what (laughs) (laughs) I started laughing and there was like other I know I never did and I was going to tell you about it during that episode but it's apropos of this moment oh I love that Um, yeah, I was like, I started laughing when he said it. I'm like, all right, dude, like whatever, you know, <laughs> good, good one. You really, you really got me. And there was like customers because he was like in the front of the, a line of maybe four people waiting behind him. So he said that loudly to me, and I was like, all right, well, I like laughed at first. I was like, all right, well, good luck with the rest of your day. And he like <laughs> stormed out of there, and the next person on the line was like, geez. <laughs> and I was like, I guess so. I guess he didn't like my lisp. But yeah, it's funny just because at at nineteen, that like fuck you and your cocksucker lisp probably wouldn't have made me laugh. I would have been like fuming and like how dare you and like strangling somebody. And now, you know, in my early forties or whatever, (laughs) however old I was, I was just like, get the fuck out of here. All right. I mean, I have sucked a cock, so you're not, you're not all the way wrong. You know, like in a literal sense, nothing he said was inaccurate. Still, though, very rude. So rude. Yeah, that's Ken's World of Video. Seven on the PP scale. PP scale. I like the PP scale. I wonder how strong my lisp is when I say scale. Scale. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even think about it anymore. It is a very strange lisp because it is certainly there. And when I look at myself say an S, I can see that the way my tongue and teeth are is different than when other people say it. (laughs) And I can hear a difference, but it's not a normal lisp. It's not like a stereotype. It's very strange. Like I said, I've gotten used to it. I actually, back in the day when I, you know, thought I was going to be an actor, um, taught myself to not have it and i can speak without it but it feels really fucking awkward i can do it maybe if i did it all the time it would start to feel natural but man i i went to speech therapy classes when i was in like maybe third grade second grade and they were miserable that the woman that was teaching them was just a piece of shit she made (laughs) me not want to say s's right (laughs) you know (laughs) She ruined S's for me. So funny. Gave me this cocksucker lisp. So good. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that I never told you that. There's many more stories that I haven't told you that will come, I'm sure. I can't wait. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have a few new ones. But, uh, yeah, that's it. How do you, uh, 
How do you feel about video stores? Do you miss them? You know what? It's funny because um, I was driving with my wife, Christy. We were out in Arlington Heights. Everybody just I... pause for a second to appreciate that Chris has a wife named Christy. <laughs> Christy. Christy and Christopher. Go on. It's spelled with a C-H, not a K. That's even better. <laughs> um, do you know where that family video is on Rand Road? Uh, it's the one Camp McDonald? Yes. I have a story about that, but go oh, on. Okay, well, that shit's still there. I there's, believe it. There's still family videos. Um, Who the fuck is renting videos? I mean, I guess DVD, they're DVDs, right? But yeah, still. It's, it's a good question. That's um, crazy. Only in the Midwest. Yeah. So we were driving past there, and it just brought back a lot of memories because I... Uh, would spend a lot of time at my aunt and uncle's house and we used to rent videos like constantly on the weekend and um every once in a while my mom and my sisters and i we'd rent videos from a family video out by us and then there was that center video in that plaza yeah. by wolf and dundee i remember renting the first ufc from that center video when it was new the, Uf- the ufc it, like came out that earlier that year and i rented like that- it from that center video fucking crucifix where the guy's getting elbowed in the face 18 times (laughs) yeah that's the that's the one with keith hackney punching joe song and joe son in the nuts over and over again back when nut shots were legal you know that guy is in jail for uh gang rape right well now murder but the the little asian dude who played odd job in the austin power movies who was really yeah he was in the first like one of the first ufcs first or second but he uh he got in trouble for something and they ran his DNA and it came back positive match for a gang rape that was unsolved from like years, years prior. And then while he was in jail, he murdered his cellmate. <laughs> so that dude's in jail permanently. Holy fuck. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Odd job. Or is his name odd job? No, his name was like random task. That's what it was. <laughs> in the Power movies. Right. Cause it's an odd job is the real guy, but random task was the, fucking austin powers one. such yeah, a good name though random task yeah <laughs> yes, so funny. well done that's ken's that was ken's world of video that was pretty much everything i remember about ken's world of video and then some um you know what next week is what's next week lou next week is cineplex odeon town and country yes another theater we're going back to the fucking movies. <laughs> we are going back to the movies again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's becoming less and less exciting every time we do it. <laughs> oh my God. This is back to the movies number three. And this Rolling movie on. theater I've actually been to. Okay. So you'll have things to say. Yeah. This yeah. is interesting. We'll get into it in the episode, but this is one of those interesting ones where I worked this theater two different times and I count them as different jobs. And we'll talk about that next time. But this is the first time. This is Town and Country Round One. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be fun. It'll be a little shorter episode, I think, too. So Um and that's it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Tip to Tip, and I hope you'll come back next time and enjoy us some more. See you guys soon. Thanks. Bye.